Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I appreciate you joining us again. This is our episode two of our quote podcast. And I just want to really take a moment to genuinely and deeply thank you for listening. It makes a difference. Um, You know, I encourage you to review the podcast on whatever platform that you're listening on. And it really does help. It's meaningful. And I just really wanted to say thank you, though, because uh, the podcast is really here for you. And, you know, you listening and sharing it with your friends. And um, it really encourages me that you're getting value from the podcast. And so um, that's really what it's all about is giving value, getting value. It's like a big circle. Um, And so I just wanted to let you know, I appreciate you listening to every episode and coming back for more. And the goal, of course, is to provide an increasing amount of uh, value. And I'm super excited about the month of February because I've got some guests who are lined up to join us. And they are incredible people full of just knowledge and wisdom and incredible value to offer you. And I'm so excited for you to hear them and glean from them um, and just learn and and grow as, as we all do in life. Okay, so let's dive into today's quote. The quote is, you and you alone are the only person who can live the life that can write the story that you were meant to tell. Carrie Washington. I'll say it again. You and you alone are the only person who can live the life that can write the story that you were meant to tell. Carrie Washington. And I love that quote. I saw it and it just encouraged me so much because you know, in today's society, especially with uh, social media, and of course, the entertainment industry, there's so much comparison that happens, you know, you look at yourself in the mirror, or you take stock of your life, and you may think to yourself, well, gee, you know, I don't have hair like that, or I don't look like that, or my life isn't as grand and wonderful as this person on Instagram, or, you know, lately, um, I've been doing uh, debt elimination. And so I follow a lot of, uh, you know, people who are being frugal and have all these financial goals. And I follow the hashtag um, debt community. And, you know, you sort of like, wow, they paid off $24,000 worth of debt in a year, like, I can barely pay off a credit card, you know, and you start to compare yourself with other people. And it's not really fair. Number one, on social media, we're not getting the whole story. We're getting a highlight reel, we're getting the best selfies and the most, you know, the best light. Um, You know, people are not always completely honest or real when they're displaying their story to the world. And that includes not only, you know, people in the entertainment industry, but people you work with as well. You know, I've had coworkers who I thought they had everything together, like they were dressed right. They, you know, would come in with confidence and like they knew their stuff. And come to find out, they are like in debt over their ears, can't pay their rent. And their car is a hot mess. And then I look at their work product and it's like, what are you doing? (laughs) They're putting on a good show is what they're doing. So I always, you know, 
encourage people to not compare yourself because you don't know the whole story. And even people who are down and out, I watched a video last night on uh, Facebook and it was a homeless man who was talking about his experience of being called a bum. You know, people, he would, you know, panhandle, he would shake his little cup and ask for money. And, you know, people would look at him and say, oh, get a job, bum, or, you know, just walk past him with indifference, or, you know, people would curse at him. And the way he told his story, like, it really affected him. He was crying, and he said, you know, I'm not a bum. I'm a human being. I'm a person. And so often, we look at the outside of people, and we forget that there's a story inside. Just like with us, there's a story inside. And what we present to others may not always be the fullness of what and who we really are. So we are definitely all unique. And we all have something to offer the world. You know, whether it's a unique personality, whether it's a knowledge base, whether it's a perspective, we all have something to offer. And we are the only people that can write the narrative of our lives. Now we can be influenced, especially when we're children, in developing our narratives and our mindsets and our worldviews and all of that. But once you reach a certain age, you're responsible for how you think. You're responsible for how you look at the world. You're responsible for your actions. And you're responsible for the story of your life. You know, when I was a kid, I used to, I, I love reading and I would read these books and I can't remember what they're called. And I don't even know if they exist anymore. But they were books where at certain chapters, like maybe chapter three, chapter eight, chapter 10, you would be presented with a choice. So like, you know, at chapter three, it would say, if you decide to move to Seattle, skip to page 77. If you decide to move to Arkansas, skip to page 104. And depending on what your choice was, that was where the storyline took you. And then at chapter 10 or chapter 15, you'd have another choice. You know, if you decide to marry, you know, cocoa butter, (laughs) turn to page 250. If you decide to stay single, turn to page five or whatever. And the point is that you make choices and that writes the story of your life. And the story unfolds based on the choices that you make. And so it's really important that we understand what we're choosing. Well, number one, that we are choosing. And even when we're not choosing, so let's say you are like, well, I'm not going to make a decision because I don't know which way is best or which choice is best. You're still making a decision because inaction is taking action. Standing still is making a choice. So, you know, sometimes there can be apprehension with that, you know, oh, what if I make the wrong choice? Well, what if you do? okay, you make the wrong choice, you pivot, and you make another choice, and you make another choice, and you keep writing the story of your life. And as you're experiencing life, the way that you interpret meaning to experiences will create the narrative. So for example, you know, something horrible can happen. And you think of families where you have siblings that grow up in the same household, let's say it's an abusive household. And child A develops a narrative of, oh, I'm a victim, every, you know, this is the way I'm supposed to be treated. And they encounter life with that story in their head. And then inevitably, they end up in abusive relationships, or they have low self esteem. And their story unfolds like that. 
Well, child B, who had the same experience, the same parents, the same abuse, they decided to make a choice to change the narrative and become a victor and say, you know what? It stops with me. I'm going to make different choices. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to break out of this pattern. And their life takes a different track. Well, what, what is that? You know, you've got two people with the same genetics, same household, and yet two completely different story narratives that come out of that. And it boils down to choice because you can choose how to interpret meaning to a situation. You choose to apply what an experience means. So I'll give another example. Um, I had a job in Oregon that I loved. It was like my favorite job. It was my dream job. It was everything I wanted. I worked so hard for it. And it was like the top of my career. I was a national consultant for an evidence-based model of foster care. And I would, I would travel like three weeks out of the month. And it was so fun. And I just got so invigorated by helping people implement this program. And it just it utilized all my skills. I loved it. My husband did not enjoy Oregon at all. And the job market was not great for him there. And so we made the decision to move. And so we moved to Texas. And I got a job that was very similar to my dream job, except that it was in Texas. Again, national consulting, it was doing abuse risk management. So rather than working with a specific program model nationwide, it was actually working with companies nationwide to prevent uh, sexual abuse and bullying and harassment in their organizations. Well, you would think that's a great fit, same job, same skill sets. The company that hired me and brought me to Texas was the most unethical company I have ever worked for in my entire life. And so after seven months, I said, you know what? I cannot do this. I just, I could not function in a company that was so misaligned with my foundational values. And so the company, and they were also racist, but that's a whole different story. So um, we had a discussion and they supported me in my job search while I looked for another job. And I found another job and went back to direct service, meaning I worked for the state um, in child welfare as an investigator, specialized services. So it was a higher level of investigation where I only dealt with child death, um, severe abuse and sexual abuse. And after six months of that, <laughs> taking a pay cut, high stress, you know, not getting paid what you're valued. My husband said to me, you know, you're not happy. And when you're not happy, I'm not happy. And I can't live with a wife who's not happy <laughs> because I was becoming a crazy person. And he said, you need to really do some reflection and think about, are you done with social work? And is it time for a career change? Or what can you do to make this job bearable? And I had to make a choice and I had to self-reflect. And what I decided was that I had met all of the goals that I had set out for myself in social work and child welfare. I, I recognized the stress and the toll that it was taking on me mentally and physically. And I decided to leave social work after 20 years of a successful career, after 20 years where I was still paying off student loans from getting that degree. <laughs> okay, this was a big decision. But I decided that I 
and my mental health and my emotional health and my marriage and my physical health was more valuable than continuing in a job that was tearing my life down. And so I jumped into the corporate business world and I did not create a narrative of, oh, I failed at these jobs that I was at for less than a year, which was, I'd never had done that before because you st- typically I would stay at a job for a while and commit, but you know, staying at a job for six months or seven months in my head originally was not something that a professional would do, except that it was the best choice. So I chose to create meaning from this career change and create a positive narrative and reframe my view to say, you know what? I can still be of service and I can use all of these skills that I paid a pretty high price for with my master's degree. I can use all of those skills in the corporate business world. And that's what I decided to do. And so what I did was I then shifted, pivot, and put 100% effort into my new career. And within four and a half years, I was back to making more money than I had been making at the top of my social work career. And for me, that was validation of the narrative that I created that I have value to offer, even though it's a different field, even though it's out of my comfort zone, even though I have no idea what I'm stepping into. I can still create value and contribute and use my skills. And the evidence was four and a half years later that I was paid more than I was paid at the top of my social work career. So I chose to live the life and write the story that I was meant to tell because I can share that and help other people rewrite their narratives to be value added to be encouraging, to be stimulating for self-care, and to have a worldview that says, I'm in charge of my choices. I have power and control over my choices, no matter what the circumstance is. You always have a choice. Even if you cannot change your circumstance, you can change your response. You can change your attitude. You can change your narrative and your viewpoint of how you're looking at that situation. In everything, there is a choice. And so I just encourage you to really take this quote to heart that you and you alone are the only person who can live the life that can write the story that you were meant to tell. Carrie Washington, you have a story to tell. You have a story to share that someone else can benefit from. And you are the only person who can write that story. And so I just encourage you to honor your experiences and to find value in every situation and to really understand that you are empowered to choose in any circumstance you find yourself in. So I hope that you found value in that and I encourage you until next time, keep walking. Thank you.